Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. You're going to really enjoy this young lady that you'll hear from today, Jen Smith. uh, And I go back several years, although I couldn't quite remember all of it because it's been a few years in between. Jen, welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Jen was kind enough to interview me on uh, one of her podcasts a few years ago, and she lives fairly close to where we live in Lawrence, Kansas. And I know uh, I know her mo- her mom and her son, and we won't get into all of that today. But Jen has a great ministry called Grace for Single Parents. We're doing some things uh, uh, with our ministry, the Grace Restoration Team, and helping single parents, most of whom are single moms, but uh, sometimes they're single dads too. And so I just, I wanted our listeners to hear about Jen's ministry and the things she has to offer. And so Jen, just tell us, first of all, how you got started with this, what prompted you to do it, and then we'll get into what all you do. Sure. So I worked for about 20 years for the government, and it was just taking up too much of my time, my headspace even, you know, just kind of toxic work environment. And so I quit my job about five years ago to work from home. And my job from working from home is like a technical writer. It doesn't take up so much time now that I have some teenagers. So I was just praying about what to do. And God laid on my heart to start a blog at the time for single parents I myself have been a single parent for about 10 years. And from there, it just kind of grew. I started a podcast a couple of years ago by the same name, Grace for Single Parents. And um, I have a newsletter I send out so that, you know, I talk to the um, single parents, mostly single moms, like you say, on the other side. And that's what I've been doing. I'm just going to keep doing the same thing till he tells me different. What are some of the unique challenges that you see that single parents have? Yeah. Well, I think the first one everyone kind of thinks of is the financial difficulties, especially right now with the cost of everything going up. You know, it can be hard enough on a two-person income, but on one income, it can really be a lot more difficult. There's also like the emotional burden that single moms face when they feel like they can't provide for their children. If you're the only parent at home, you're the one that is taking all the sick leave, you know, from your work and you don't have any left for yourself, maybe. Another one is co-parenting. And although not all single parents have another partner that they co-parent with, a lot of them do. And I'm pretty blessed in mind that we get along really well, but a lot of people don't have that good of a relationship. And that can bring in a lot of hardship you know, going to court or having to deal with different living arrangements, or maybe there's step parents in the family, you know, there's a lot that can go on from that. And then another big one, I think is just the isolation and loneliness 
it's it can be very strong when you are trying to raise a child all by yourself and you don't have anyone to even just talk to about day-to-day decisions. Maybe you're sick, but you still have to get the kids in the bath and get them ready for school the next day. You know, just like the toll of doing everything on your own can make the loneliness expand even more. And you mentioned the taking sick leave, sick days to help kids. If if you take too many of those, you can lose your job. And when you lose your job, you lose your insurance. And uh, boy, that's that's a huge thing today. Yeah. And on the other side of that, I think that you don't realize till you don't have a partner also bringing in the income. But there's that that scarcity mindset, if you will, like, you know, that I can't lose this job. I'm the only one providing, you know, you don't have anyone to fall back upon in in any financial difficulties. So it can be very scary. Yeah, it can uh, live in, in sort of a constant state of stress, uh, I, I would imagine. Other things that that single parents face, you, you know, you, you mentioned some have a supportive uh, spouse, some some don't. Uh, some are widows or widowers. Uh, our daughter, her husband died 13 years ago when he was 29. She was 30. He had a rare form of cancer. And actually, we talked about the round ball basketball classic. The The first one of those was started for him and for our family to uh, raise funds to help for his help his medical bills. Wow. Yeah. And so that's how uh, we got connected and I got connected with your mom. So then our daughter had, she was fortunate. Uh, nobody's fortunate when their spouse dies, but uh, she was able to live with us and our house is big enough and still does uh, with her son who's 16 now. And we all get along really well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, we have our meals together and I have uh, sort of been a father figure for my grandson. And I, I had the privilege of taking him to uh, school and bringing him home, most of the time walking ever since he was in kindergarten. So uh, we get to to do that together. And so again, it's a real blessing. But we're here when our daughter gets sick, or he gets sick, or she needs some time by herself, or whatever, painfully aware, if we weren't here, you know, what a challenge uh, that would be. And so I imagine you get some uh, some emails, some stories from single parents that are grip your heart. What resources do you provide, Jen? Well, aside from the podcast and on the blog, there's lots of articles. I also have some freebies, you know, like to help single parents connect more with God and concentrate more on that. I feel like the stronger your relationship is with Jesus, other things will flow down from there. One of my most popular is I have um, like some affirmations of God, what God thinks about you. I just feel like those are really important. I also have a single mom prayer journal that lasts for six weeks. And I send them a different prayer journal each week and send them a Bible verse to memorize and like a worship video throughout the week that kind of encompasses Mm -hmm. all of that. I have like a single mom overwhelmed kit, which just basically takes like all of the printables and things that I have used over my 10 years as a single parent and kind of put them all together and just kind of talk through, like, I think one of the hardest things when you first become a single parent is you're just overwhelmed because 
you have to now take care of the finances and maybe you didn't beforehand, or you have to take care of the yard or, you know, I mean, just, just, it's so overwhelming everything you have to do. So, um, as I've kind of worked through all of that myself as a single parent, not that I don't still get overwhelmed because I do, and it's going to be summer here pretty soon. And the yard is my thing, but (sighs) just the different things that I've used to help myself throughout being a single parent and getting more organized and, you know, just helping prioritize things in your life and stuff like that. Then do you build relationships with some of these single moms, like that get your kit and stuff, you stay in contact with them? Do you provide like a, a personal consult or whatever we want to call it? I have not done too much of that. I did some coaching at one time, but not too much. I just send a weekly email and I encourage them to, you know, respond back to me. Um, but nothing more than that. I've been a part of um, a single mom of faith conference, which happens each December. And that was really nice because there were lots of different single moms who spoke in that conference. And at the time it was free. And I just thought stuff like that is really good. Just the more encouragement. And what I hear a lot from single moms is they like to see or hear about other single moms, how they made it through, you know, like what they held on to. And I think also it just gives us hope to see on the other side that there's another, you know, single mom who maybe she had four kids and, you know, like how did she make it through and, and that God brought her through at the end, you know, those stories of inspiration are always helpful. Are you familiar with the solo parent society? Yes. Yeah. My daughter leads uh, one of those groups for uh, widows and widowers and uh, an online group. And uh, it's, it's been a neat thing. Yeah. That's great. Uh, You know, I, I'm, uh, well, I'm so glad that uh, that we connected. I, I always learn more from my guests than I probably than they do for me. But I, I I just I hadn't thought of because our our daughter hasn't necessarily had to do this. I hadn't thought of all of a sudden being the person who has to take care of the yard and maintenance, and when something's broken, who do you call and can, can you pay for it? And uh, uh, I, I do know uh, the, and, and this is a generalization, Jen, but I, I do know the stereotype of uh, of uh, a single mom or just a single woman taking her car to uh, a shop. And uh, and now that doesn't happen just to women. I've got some horror stories of what people have told me that uh, was wrong with my car and what it would take to fix it. And, and I took it to a local uh, full service filling station there's only one left in lawrence and they said no it's just your computer needs to be reset it doesn't cost anything i'm thinking okay if if, what what would have happened you know i could have gone and spent the two thousand dollars they told me well what would that be for a single mom who doesn't have the two thousand and doesn't know who to turn to so they're just there are all sorts of things there's a um, church here in town that has, I don't know, once every few months, they have like a car maintenance drive through for single moms. Oh, really? And I just thought that was so, so cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of church, you call your group Grace for Single Parents. Uh, Grace has a lot of different uh, meanings uh, to different people, but obviously, at least originally, is a spiritual term. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your spiritual journey and how did you come to call your group Grace for Single Parents? Tell us about that. 
Okay. So I've always believed in God and Jesus as a young kid, but I think that as I went into adulthood, it became less of an importance to me. And, you know, especially when you're a teenager, you're not typically thinking about God too much. And I I grew kind of apart from him. Um, And that was right around the time that I got a divorce. And um, I made a lot of bad decisions that I did not consult God on. And join the crowd. (laughs) Yeah. And I was starting to feel convicted about it. But more than that, I was feeling shame. And it was really keeping me from going back to God, to reaching out to him. I just had a lot of shame for the mistakes I'd made and my um, situation, you know, being a single mom, I probably projected more of that shame on other people than I was really receiving, but that was, that was my mindset. And um, I didn't know if God would forgive me. Um, And that is why actually why I reached out to you a couple years ago, because my mom gave me your book one year for Christmas. And I'm honestly, I didn't want to read it. But I kept it because I'm kind of like a book person. I'm all, you know, I keep all my books. I have a lot. And I was like, I'll read it. (laughs) And it really changed my mind and made me really see that there, there was nothing I couldn't, nothing I could do that would make God not love me. And although I knew all of the Bible stories, you know, of the woman at the well and the man on the cross next to him. The enemy was really good at telling me that I was worse than all of that. And reading your book kind of, well, it really did start me on a path of coming back. Hmm. And that was probably in 2018. And the interesting thing is like, I thought that God had turned his back on me when actually it was just me and he had never let me go. And one of my favorite Bible verses is, in Ephesians, like one nineteen or one twenty, where it says that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit on the day of redemption, and that has—that's—I love that verse. Now it is my life verse because God sealed me with His Holy Spirit years ago, and there was nothing I could do to be unsealed, if you will. I mean, I've always been His, and that changed my life from that point forward. And once you experience God's grace, then you have more grace to give other people. And I don't even remember when I came up with a name for grace for single parents. It just, maybe he gave it to me. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I just feel like, you know, we don't know what other people's situations are. We can think we know from the outside, but we really don't know. And God doesn't ask us to judge other people, hold other people accountable to some system that we believe. But instead, if we just start with giving grace, because that was so much what I felt like I got from your book was I received grace for Mm -hmm. my life. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see that his grace was for everyone I couldn't do anything. And receiving that has given me so much more to give back to others. Wow. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you for mentioning that. You know, I never know who's read my books or which ones they've read or, and it's, uh, or if anybody reads them. So it's always nice to, always nice to find out uh, when something like that happens. You mentioned shame, Jen, and and that's, uh, we all 
deal with that. God doesn't want us to. There's no shame from him at all. No condemnation. I mean, he he's always loved us. Now, of course, he's sad when, when we do things that hurt ourselves or hurt other people, but he doesn't keep a record of that. He doesn't hold that against us. Uh, he, he certainly doesn't shame us. That's a, that's a human construct that uh, religion sometimes, unfortunately, projects uh, on people. I have found in, in my help with, uh, with single moms, there's almost a universal thread of, of shame. Like, and they'll say, well, even though I've heard women say, even though I, you know, he beat me and beat my kids and stuff, I, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I'm just so ashamed because maybe I could have stayed or maybe I could have done whatever. And, and, you know, maybe it was my fault. And then many times the kids take that shame and think it's, well, it's their fault that daddy left or mommy left or whatever. Shame is just a, uh, <laughs> it's not a good thing at all. And it doesn't come from God. And it, it's so freeing and refreshing to know that uh, shame is, is foreign to God. It's not in his vocabulary. It's not, uh, it's not what he wants us to feel or wants us to have. <clears throat> but it, it takes, at least my experience, it takes other people to help us with that. And like, like you said, single moms like hearing success stories. It really takes, and, that, and that's, well, that's what we're doing here. That's what you're doing, we're doing, and others are doing is is helping, helping everybody we can, but in particular, helping single parents and their kids realize, no, uh, that shame's not coming from God. And uh, uh, it's, it's, you may feel ashamed, but it's not the truth. And we, we get to help you know what the truth is and how much God loves you and has always loved you and how he's for you and included you. And uh, that, the uh, and the Holy Spirit in us reveals that to us, and uh, to see that light go on in in people's eyes, especially single moms and kids, uh, to me it's 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 really rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any music background, Jen? No, I don't. Unless you count the flute in grade school, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the reason I mention that up, and I mention that I bring it up, I, I use this illustration a lot. But if uh, my background is in, in uh, music, both as a, a professional performer and uh, my degrees in education, and you know, so all of that. But if you, uh, there's a term in music called sympathetic vibration, and what it is, if you take a guitar and you uh, stand it up like on a piano bench next to a piano. And you plunk any one of the strings, but let's say you plunk the A string, which is A440. That same string on the piano will automatically vibrate and you can hear it softly without even touching it or without playing the note on the piano. You play that on the guitar, that vibration is called sympathetic vibration, and it will it, it will do that on a piano. We would do it with two guitars or two pianos or together, whatever. And it, it's a very, it, it's a very similar spiritual principle. The Holy Spirit in us, and I believe the Holy Spirit of God is in everybody. The Holy Spirit in us, when the Holy Spirit in us hears truth, hears, hears the truth that God does love you unconditionally. His grace has covered you. You are God's daughter, God's son. God loves you unconditionally, those things. 
when you hear that, that the spirit in you resonates with that. It, it's like that. It's like that string by it resonates with you, and you'll feel a little twinge of something, and and you'll go, "Wow, you know that really feels good." But then our minds will almost immediately fight that and go, "Yeah, oh, I don't know. Remember what I did and all this kind of stuff." And so then our our mind has the the capability of either listening to our heart listening to the spirit in us or listening to the thoughts that we have from the past or that other people may be unwillingly put on us. Well, obviously God is all powerful and and God uh, does speak to us and reach us. One of the ways he does that is through us reminding other people of that over and over in different ways. And of course, uh, not just by words, but by deeds and actions. You know, if, if we tell somebody, oh, you shouldn't feel ashamed, but then our actions make them feel ashamed, well, that, that doesn't do any good. Uh, so, so we get the opportunity and you're, you're doing that through, through your ministry and the things that you send out. We're, we're reminding people and the affirmations, boy, that's a perfect example of this. The affirmations that you read over and over again and internalize them and listen to the Holy Spirit in you and, and just uh, ask God in you, you know, is this true for me? You know, what does this mean? Explain this to me. Uh, then the Holy Spirit, the old religious term is quickens our heart, but, you know, just uh, reveals to us what's really true. And that leads to a whole better way of life. Yeah, I really like that, how you put that against piano, because it is, you do feel the Holy Spirit, and it is just the greatest feeling once you're able to recognize what it is. And I, you know, I have, uh, sometimes people say to me, Jen, well, you say you hear from God, but I, I don't hear from God. And how do you know you're hearing from God and not from some weird spirit or whatever? And uh, I, I've come to understand uh I, I, I've heard this from other people. I'm not, I don't know that anything's original with me, but I've heard other people who I really respect say, well, when you hear that, that voice inside, whether it's a, an actual voice or a thought or a, a prompting or, or whatever, when you hear something that leads you deeper into unconditional love and acceptance and inclusion and grace and forgiveness and no condemnation, well, you're hearing from God. When you're hearing something, well, they don't deserve forgiveness or look at what they've done. It's their fault or, or look at what I've done. It's my, you know, that's not from God. It's not from God. So it's a very simple way to, uh, to tell. And, uh, I, I found that to be very helpful for me and, and for other people as well. Yeah. And from that, only good fruit comes from it. And Jesus said we'd be able to recognize his word by his fruit, right? Yeah. So grace for single parents. Um, and certainly I have found that single parents are uh, among the most vulnerable in society. Certainly everyone needs grace and God's grace is for everyone. Um, but there's, uh, uh, there are particular people and, and people have, uh, as you well know, Jen, people have different callings and, and maybe their calling is to help the elderly or to uh, uh, whatever uh, to missions trips or whatever. Uh, but we all, we all know 
in our circle of friends in our life. We all know single parents. I, d- I did a, a survey of the people, our group, uh, because of COVID, uh, we don't meet in person on Sunday mornings anymore, but we do on Zoom. And it's been a tremendous blessing, Jim, because we we now have people in seven different countries that join us and in several different states. And, and not a huge number of people, but, uh, you know, uh, enough to fill up a page or more on a, on a laptop when you can see everybody. And, uh, and we do, uh, our, our times together at 11 on Sunday morning, central time are, they're very interactive. I've, uh, I've changed my teaching style and, and what I do now, I always talk about the unconditional love of God and grace and inclusion. Um, but I, I'll, I'll teach for about five minutes and then I'll say, okay, well, what do you think about that? What's God saying to you? And sometimes I don't get to my second thing. We, we take the whole hour doing that. And hearing from people around the country uh, and in other countries and hearing their insight and stuff, it, uh, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. Well, I did a little survey with that group when we started our uh, uh, single parent ministry. 94% of our group either grew up in a single parent home, were single parents, or their um, their kids or grandkids or senior parents or the uh, uh, single parents or a um, a brother or sister. Ninety four percent, and uh, that's that's a staggering figure, and um, it, so there to me that just underscores. Not only are people who are in that situation, not only do they have specific significant needs, but there's a whole lot of people in that situation. So we don't have to go very far to find someone uh, who can help. I, 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 had a, I got a call this morning from uh, somebody else referred them to us. And it was a single mom with three little kids. And she's uh, recently became single and uh, has to be out of her apartment that she shared uh, the expenses with uh, before and doesn't have them now. And uh, she needed help with a U-Haul truck and she's got a place where she can move into, uh, but not until four days from now. And she needed help with a, a U-Haul truck in a, in a motel room. And um, I, I was able to say, okay, you know, and, and so I, you know, I, I went to the motel and, uh, you know, paid for the rooms for her and left some money uh, for her and stuff. Uh, but it, it, guys, to be able to do that, uh, and we do ours with the uh, contributions from all over. Our goal is to have uh, 100 people give $100 a month. So we have $10,000 to help single parents with. Uh, we're not uh, to that goal yet. We have some people give a hundred dollars a month. Some people give 1200 a year in advance. Some people have given more than that. Some people give $5 a month or whatever. Uh, but you know, all of us together, a team is, uh, together, everyone accomplishes more. Uh, and so we can do that. And, and just in the three or four months that we started doing this, we've been able to help, uh, people to the tune of about $20,000. And it's, um, gosh, it's, it's just so, Wonderful to be able to do that and now to, to be able to, uh, put them in touch with you and, and 
your website and, and uh, your Facebook page so they can get some more uh, uh, spiritual thing in the form of uh, affirmations and uh, those things and prayer and and uh, maybe a, a, a kit uh, for them uh, that's uh, for those who are overwhelmed and uh, it's fun to like it's it's fun to find a, a kindred spirit who has the same heart for ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you're doing all of that, especially from a church standpoint, because when you talked earlier about um, like the social stigma and stuff, unfortunately, a lot of us feel that from the church. So being able to change that narrative, I think, is can be really healing. Um, And the church often seems to be so much just about marriage and family, you know, mom and dad, which is great. But there's also, as you said, with the 94% know of someone in their family, but there's also a lot who are not married. And, you know, regardless of how we got here, uh, we still need just as much church and God and grace as the next person. So it's really encouraging to hear that. Good. And I, and, you know, we, we don't, uh, we're, we're trying, I'm trying to not judge anybody because I don't think God judges uh, anybody uh, in a negative way. Uh, but I, I know from, uh, and now not all churches are like this, but I know from my, my own background, uh, religion, religious institutions can be very judgmental of, well, why are you single? You know, what? I, uh, gosh, uh, the stories that I get of um, pastors and people saying, well, they're, uh, it had to be your fault, you know, and uh well, no, it, it didn't have to be your fault. And, there, you know, there's always, you know, some percentage of, of here and there. And no matter whose fault it is, <laughs> guys, uh, it's a, just the shame thing, the blame thing, the assigning assigning of guilt. Uh, uh, we, we just, uh, we're not perfect at it, but boy, we just do our best with God's help to stay away from that. Nobody needs that, especially single parents and their kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we get to uh, uh, we get to at least try to practice what we preach, and uh, uh, it's a good thing. Janet, this has been really good connecting with you and talking again. But other th- anything else you'd like to to say that our listeners can know about uh, what you're doing and, and the ministry you have? I would just say to single parents, single moms that. It is really hard in the beginning, but I mean, it does get easier. You do start to find blessings of being a single parent, believe it or not. I mean, like it's not, it's not all as bad as it is in the beginning. It does get easier, but finding support is, I feel like it's crucial. I know that um, you're not, not everyone is around family, but for a long time, my next door neighbor was old enough to be my dad, if not older. And he kind of stepped in into that role because I think it's really important that kids still can have, you know, a male role model or a female role model if it's single dad. And um, he's, he kind of stepped right in there and it, it's not traditional, but he was willing and um, my kids just love them. They we don't live there anymore, but they think of them as you know one of their grandpas. So, oh, that's wonderful. Got to look in maybe different places than you think. 
That's wonderful. Gosh, what a great example. I, I like your phrase, it, it does get easier. Uh, and that's certainly a, a, a hopeful phrase. Um, tell, tell people how they can connect with you and, and uh, get your resources and get encouragement from you. Sure. Um, graceforsingleparents.com is my website. And if you go there on the front page, you can sign up to get affirmations or sign up to get a single mom survival kit. And then every anywhere you look for Grace for Single Parents. Grace for Single Parents, Jen Smith. So it's www.graceforsingleparents.com. And she also has a Facebook site. And so you can go to those places. Uh, you can get affirmations. You can get a prayer journal. Uh, you can get a, a kit for single moms who are uh, overwhelmed. And so uh, it's been delightful to have you on today. Thank you so much. Hey, Jen, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.